You are now listening to the Kings of the North podcast. Hello, and you are now listening to the Kings of the North podcast. I'm your host, AJ Cal. Now, I know what you're thinking. If you're listening to this show and you've been listening to it for the last several episodes, uh, you're thinking to yourself, wow, AJ, you've never, never done the intro to this show. And you'd be correct. I've actually never done that. And that's because, uh, unfortunately, this uh, season, season two of the Kings of the North podcast will not be featuring uh, my co- my uh, former co-host, Jimmy Young. Uh, Jimmy uh, scheduling, and he has an internship, and he's graduating this semester, so a lot of that stuff got in the way. Um, and, of course, it was a great privilege and honor to work with him. He's a very organized human being. And I know that any future company organization that he works with would be very happy to have him. Uh, it was really, like I said, it was a pleasure. Um, but, you know, with all that said, uh, we're going to move on. The show goes on. Uh, and I'm going to intro uh, my new co-host for the for this season. And that is Chase Amley. How's it going, AJ? How you doing? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, with uh, doors closed, new doors open, and now you're here, Chase. So... Uh, to start off things, I just have a few questions for you, actually. Uh, I, it's kind of out of nowhere, but I wrote them down on my phone. Uh, I think it's really important for the viewers to get to know you a little bit. So here we go. There's seven questions. It's uh, really simple. You just give me your honest answers, all right? Now, we need honesty. All right. So the first question is, do you like cats over dogs? No, I prefer dogs, but I love cats and dogs both very much. Uh, all right. Do you weigh more than 250 pounds? No. Are you married? And if so, were were you under the age of 22? Never married. Never been in a relationship. What? <laughs> do you Do you have an obsession with big man touchdowns? And do you look like Quentin Nelson's younger brother? I do not look anything like Quentin Nelson. <laughs> I am a fan of the big man TD. Is your real name Jimmy Young? And if not, can it be? No, my real name is not Jimmy (laughs) Young. And unfortunately, I will say no. I enjoy my name. If you answered no to any of these, would you be willing to gain weight, get married, love big man touchdowns, or change your name for this podcast? Because we need Jimmy Young. Is it all of the above or any of the above? It is. If you know, said no to any of these. <laughs> so, like, it looks like you need to gain some weight or do something. But I guess the most important part to this podcast is is uh, question seven. Uh, could you read that for me? Go Tigers. Oh, see, oh, wait, wait, wait. already an uh, issue. You know you know what uh, you did wrong. Uh, uh, I, I realize what I did wrong. <laughs> but, like, all right, you guys, you and Jimmy are both from Illinois. I'm from Michigan, so when I hear what is... Tigers, I'm thinking, like, Detroit Tigers. But I'll give okay. you a... Go Tigers. <laughs> okay. That's not okay. I'll take that. I'll take I will I will say that I was the the worst of the two in saying it. I think Jimmy was definitely a pro at it. So um All right. That that's all the questions I had actually. That's that's it. Um did you qualify on paper no, but you know we're going to keep going on. It's fine. That's really that's what I had to ask. That's what that, you just, you are Jimmy Young, man. That's, under, I'm underqualified and overpaid. Right, underqualified. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one of the questions I was thinking was, like, do you love salad? Because, like, a, Jimmy's, like, a bigger guy, but, like, loves salad. And it makes no sense. Well, I'm As long as there's a lot of ranch and a lot of croutons, I'm about it. 
facts, actually. And chicken. You know what I mean? Or some kind of meat, like bacon or something on it. I'm all, all right. about it. I'm a straight lettuce, shredded carrots, croutons, and ranch. That's my salad. I, you know, well, uh, I respect it. So we're going to talk about what's just going on uh, in our day-to-days right now. So, you know, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Just finished up the week. And it is Friday. My, yeah, yeah, Friday. Enjoying my classes. Everything's going pretty smooth right now. Did my lunch buddies today through CMU. Got to go hang out with some third graders. That's cool. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So what is that like a class or is that like uh, a... No, it's like a... It's just through the volunteer <coughs> center on campus. You can just uh, choose to be like a, almost like a mentor to like elementary age kids and go to local schools, spend lunch and recess with them. Just hanging out, getting to know them, making them feel like, you know, making them feel special. I got to learn some new kickball rules today. It's kind of like a combination of kickball and cricket, which I'm all for. What is it I, called? It's just called kickball, but they play cricket rules. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know the rules to cricket, so um, I don't... Instead of, like, four bases, you literally... There's, like, a line, and okay. like you just go down and back. Oh, but that... Okay, so you can never load the bases, then. Like, well, like, you... All right, oh, so you can, only you can go down, right. but like if you cross the line, like to head back, you like you're committed. So like, okay, so like you can I, just go down okay. and then just chill, and like maybe have like six people down there chilling, and then you know Bigfoot comes up and just you know shoots a moon rocket to the roof. Right. Okay. I played a game like that as a kid, kind of like that. It was like it was called mat ball, and so it was kickball, but like the bases were like mats, so like you could hold up to ten people on there. But like, like you said, once you get off the mat with both feet, you are committed to run to the next base. So like, okay, that's funny. I, that was like when I was a kid. All right. Um, so for me, uh, I'd say, well, it's Friday. I had a morning class, but it was, uh, it was pretty chill. Uh, everything's been going smoothly. Um, I know that this, this, I wanted to get this like podcast going a lot earlier, but you know, things, delays, change-ups with the Jimmy thing. Um, I was just earlier today. I was I was ordering flowers uh, for my girlfriend for Valentine's Day, and uh, so that's coming up. And and to be honest with you, I like a part of me is like Valentine's Day is kind of cool, and then the other part's all like, but is it really cool? Because it's kind of a holiday that forces couples to you know spend money a and b like over like act like you're this couple that you're maybe not day to day. You know what I mean? Like try to get the best out of you in one day. And it's kind of weird. Uh, and it's not a Friday this year. So like I can kind of do whatever I want. You know, there's no, like I have class tomorrow kind of excuse or anything like that. So I've been really trying to figure out what I want to do. I, I don't want to say things on lo- you know, on air. Cause I know, uh, my girlfriend listens to this, but just know you're going to get flowers. No, who didn't know that? Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's just like a typical thing is like you give the flowers, you do blah, blah. And I'm really trying to like do something not like too over and beyond because one, I'm a broke college student. Uh, two, we're in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. <laughs> like, what are we, what are we going to do? Hey, you want to? Let's go to Bennigan's. I've been to Bennigan's once with, uh, with, <laughs> with Kim and it was I hated it because one, like I went there and we sat down and it was very empty. Like we went very late, like right before it closed and we sat down and I was looking at the menu and it was like towards the end of the semester when like money's getting real tight. And I was, I was looking at the menu and I was like, man, this is kind of expensive for what it is. And I was like, I looked at like the $10 burger and I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I'll just give me a burger. And then Kim's just over here looking at like the $22 meal. 
And I was all like, no, there's no way that you'll actually order that. And she's all like, but it sounds so good. And she's like, okay. I was like, all right. And she didn't, she never finishes her food. So like, there I go, like paying for your meal for you not to finish it. Cause I know I'm gonna have to eat it later, but she chose something that I would never eat like later. Like that's why whatever, oh. whenever I order food, uh, or like she does, I try to like sequinize it with like, yes, like something that she orders that I would be willing to eat later if she does not finish because she is a, the worst like person to eat leftovers that I've ever met. Like I'm a bit like where I, like my family, like whenever something was like made and there was leftovers, you eat it. You know what I mean? You don't want to waste food. Yeah. My dad called it Musco's. Like he just, we'd have like leftovers from like the week and I asked what's for dinner. He's like, Oh, Musco's. Uh, he opens up the fridge. He's like, all oh, this must go. <laughs> I get it. I was like, when you said, I was like, what's going on? And then I started to figure it out halfway. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I like that. That's like a dad joke. Oh, yeah. That's a very big, much. Yeah, very that's much. A, he said, must goes. All right. Hell yeah. I'm all for that. Um, But absolutely. I agree. So like, that's why I don't like Pentagons. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, There's only so many spots. Uh, But, you know, like I said, we'll figure it out. Um. Any Valentine's Day plans for you, my friend? Uh, not at the moment, but you know things could change. Absolutely, you Definitely. have you have two weeks exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have two weeks. Um, gonna keep my ear to the ground. Gonna keep all four of my eyes peeled. You know, <laughs> right. you're a you're a you're a you're you're a predator. That's, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> you said I'm gonna keep my ear to the ground. And I'm gonna keep my eyes. Yeah, peeled. you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a little, a little someone who's got an eye for me, or, right? Or maybe I got my eye out on somebody right. else, and you know, just waiting for, waiting for, like, you know, that. <laughs> that's, you're making me feel like a predator now. <laughs> just saying, like, oh, just gonna take a chance. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, so okay, so obviously, like before, I, when I was working with Jimmy, like he was married, so like he would never talk about like his. He had no single life. You know what I mean. He's a married guy, very kept to himself, and that's cool. Like, I respected that. All right, but you, you know, you're single, and you probably use, like, things like Tinder and things like that, and that's cool. No comment. No comment. Right, right. Say less. That just know, I'm excited for that part of our relationship. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am, like, indefinitely single. <laughs> He's, like, for life. Like, I'm just indefinitely. That's funny. All right. Um, So going from, like, a really light topic into some... Very serious news, I guess, because uh, we. I feel like there's there's like a elephant in the room when it comes to the sports world, and, and the Kings of the North podcast may have started a little late this semester, but something very big happened uh, last Sunday with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, and before, like, I wanted to talk about anything new or anything like really fun. I just wanted to say, like, it was. I've never, like, ever claimed to be, like, a huge Kobe fan ever, you know, but, like, the respect I had for Kobe and his game and, and what he did uh, for his career when it came to, you know, his work ethic or his drive to want to make, like, women's basketball, like, more prominent. There's just so many things that he did that, like, you can't, you can't go without appreciating. Like, it's just, it's just, it, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a good human being, you appreciated Kobe Bryant. That's just how I feel. So, like, whenever people, like, bash or whatever happened on the internet, it's crazy. So, I just wrote one of my, like, my favorite moment when I look at Kobe Bryant's career. It is when it was uh, April 12th, 2013, when he was playing the Golden State Warriors in a, you know, just a regular season playoff game. Or regular season game, not a playoff game. But uh, he had torn his... Uh, 
Achilles uh, tendon. And, you know, he had gotten fouled while doing it. And uh, he was like walking off the court, but he had two free throws and he came back on the court and took those free throws and, you know, left because he got injured. He walked back off too. Yeah. He wasn't, he didn't even take the cart. He walked yeah. under his own power. Yeah, no, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like that, that, that drive them, you know, everyone, you know, I always like, whenever it came to debates, you know, I'd always fight people about like the idea of like, tilt, like people would go like, players don't have the, the Mamba mentality. And like, I'd, I'd go like, that's like one of those things that stats can't prove or anything. That's kind of ridiculous. But like, that was the Mamba mentality. You know what I mean? Like that killer instinct. I, I'll, you know, that's something I respect greatly. Um, and they, they ended up winning that game by like two points. So like those two points were critical. He never showed showed any weakness as yeah, a player. No, absolutely ever. not. Nope. He just he worked, and that's and that's why you know it's truly sad. It was a, it was tough on Sunday. I I was I was I just got out of the shower and my friends had like texted me about it, and I I, I like couldn't believe it. You know, and I think I think that's everybody's reaction is like they just couldn't believe what was happening, and like every time I was like refreshing Twitter or whatever and looking for a sign of like. It's fake. It's you know, it's a hoax or something, or it wasn't really Kobe or this or that, and it just never popped up. And it it got it was like it was a weird point because like not only was Kobe gone, there was a, a report initially that like his whole entire family but his wife was on the the helicopter, and I was like, oh my goodness, like that, like he just had a six month old child, like 13, 17 year old girls, like I was like that, like that was just ridiculous. Obviously it's not any better knowing that it was only, you know, one of his daughters and you know, several other people. Um, but it was just kind of, there was a lot of ups and downs like in the process of finding out. So, uh, definitely the Kings of the North, uh, support the Bryant family and hope, you know, that they can get over the passing. It's, I don't, it's hard. It's hard to talk about, uh, the passing of a great one. So, yeah, I mean, I remember, finding out about it through my friends. I woke up to a couple mm. notifications. I think, um, yeah, I woke up a little late in the day and my friend right. was asking me, he's like, hey, tell me this Kobe story's fake. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And he right. told me about the helicopter crash. And I started looking it up <laughs> and I saw like uh, tweets on Twitter. I saw stuff on like the internet, but nothing ever really was like super concrete. And then once I saw like Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, drop his Woj bomb, you know, probably like the biggest one he's ever dropped, I'd say. Right. You know, yeah. that he actually did pass away. Uh, it was, it was pretty uh, impactful, I think, to a lot of people's lives. Um, I would say, like, I really felt the grief from it the next day when they aired his final game, like Kobe's farewell. Yeah, and at like nine o'clock. Yeah, I watched yeah. that broadcast again <laughs> and... Hearing everyone say their goodbyes to him as a player in his mm. final game, it just hit like that double meaning really like hit cl- really close to home. Um, hearing everyone just say goodbye, talking about how much he's meant to the game, the legacy he's leaving behind, the impact he's had on them, you know. And yeah, at the time, nobody really knows that like this is going to be played after, you know, he ends up in a tragic accident. But it it just was so surreal. And then even during the broadcast, they're talking about, like, this is his last game. Yeah, yeah. They get in the fourth quarter. Byron Scott comes up. Hey, do you have seven minutes left in your body? Right. Like, it, you know, that was it. That Like, that was the rest of Kobe and Bryant he went, right and, there. And he went for, like, 61. So, yeah, he went for 60. Game yeah. winner. Um, I mean, it, he went out like a true champion. Yeah. Uh, and even still, like, throughout that whole night, 
he's laughing, smiling. A lot of people in there are really emotional in the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And this man never broke a sweat. He was locked in on the game. Right. Never showed his emotions. Even in the post game, he just said, Mamba out, drops the mic and leaves. He's, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm done with you guys. You guys right. can cry. You guys can feel all types of way about everything. But, you know, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm going to be me. Right. You know, the snake is slithering elsewhere. Right. I really liked in his post game interview where he was like, uh, when it, he found it funny when everyone during his career was always like, pass the ball, Kobe. And in this last game, everyone's just like, shoot it, Kobe. Like, yeah. that was all they wanted was him just to keep shooting. And, and he did. You know what I mean? Shaq wanted him to go for like 40 that, that night. He was like, yeah. go for 40, you know, do it. And he, he topped him by going for 60. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but that just, like I said, all to go to a credit to Kobe's, uh, you know, work ethic and his ability as a player. Truly. I mean, it, talking about his passing, like, he was a pretty, he's up there. And with his assist totals, he's top 10 or top five mm-hmm. in, like, the history of the league. Um, and it kind of, like, goes to, like, that story kind of relates to my favorite memory of him. I didn't get to watch the game. I was still a little young when it happened. But I remember after he scored 81 on the Raptors, eating cereal yeah. the next day, I had my bowl of Fruit Loops, watching the highlights, thinking, like, that was so cool. He scored 81 points. Yeah, I was hoping he'd Jalen be Rose, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Jalen Rose. <laughs> and, Jalen Rose cringes at the thought. I remember, you know, the commercial where he's yeah. just sitting at dinner and he's like, Kobe's like, hey, can I sit with you? And he's like, damn it. Like, he's just like <laughs> mad because like, oh, it's so funny. I love that. Uh, but okay. But yeah, my I remember my dad just like sitting there, like just being a grouch, such a curmudgeon. He needs to pass the ball, just having such negativity about it. And I that did have a little bit of an impact on me, like how I felt on him early on. But, you know, I really did appreciate Kobe Bryant as a player. Um, I had a pet goat. I named Kobe. Uh, you had a wait, I, wait, time out. Before we go, this is not supposed to be a serious. Like a, this is supposed to be a serious segment. You just say you had a pet goat. I, I, I really did have a pet goat. I can show you pictures of him, videos. And his name was Kobe. I named him Kobe after Kobe Bryant. I. Wow, you've the king, a new stepping stone for the Kings of the North podcast. I, I, I couldn't even. I, I. The idea that you said that, hilarious. That's actually, like, that's like, so, so funny. Like, not to, there's nothing funny about the situation, but, like, to say that you had a pet goat, all right, continue. That is hilariously awesome. I mean, yeah, and, you know, sadly, my goat, Kobe, uh, passed away very sudden and tragically at a oh, young age. Well, there I go being a dick. Jeez. Oh, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> like, it's totally fine. This was, like, almost three years ago now. Right. Um, But, you know, I just, that will always... There'll always be like a special place in my heart for Kobe, right? Uh, just because of the the name of my first ever pet uh, was, you know, was named after was Kobe, named after Kobe Bryant, right? A lot of respect there. I that's super cool. I that I didn't know that about you, and like I said, the more we work together, the more I get to know. But that's that's awesome. All right. Uh, so moving on from that. Uh, so like I said, the Kings of the North podcast has been gone for two months now. I think since the last time we did an episode. Because we had like the winter break where we all went home, and then you know we're what three weeks into the school semester, so like about two months. Um, so a lot's happened, obviously. Um, one of the last things that me and Jimmy had talked about was the, uh, you know, our predictions for the collegiate playoffs, and Jimmy was very like adamant about Clemson, and you know, winning it all and like don't sleep on Clemson. And I was like, you know, kind of in a weird place because like Clemson on their schedule, like, leading up to the, you know, collegiate playoffs, didn't really face anybody, so I was all like, I don't really like Clemson. Uh, but they ended up showing out against Ohio State, which 
you know, I had said they wouldn't, but during that game, I remember, you know, me and Jimmy were talking, and I was like, I really hope Clemson wins this game because, I don't know, I just got really annoyed of Ohio State fans. And to speak about Ohio State fans, uh, Chase Amley. What's going on, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I root for the Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem admitting it. And I also have no problem admitting that while I <laughs> was personally cheering for Ohio State, if I was a gambling man, I had my money on Clemson. Really? Really. I, I, I was rooting for Ohio State, but I was expecting Clemson to win. And I feel like there's a few like key moments uh, in that first half where – you know, I thought I was like, okay, Ohio State may take this and may run away right. with it, and then like they just could not put the ball in the end zone unless J.K. Dobbins was running for sixty yards. Right, and he had got hurt, mm-hmm. and and you know, Trevor Lawrence does Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, things. I mean, they, there was that um, targeting <laughs> call that like extended the drive. There was a few different Clemson drives where penalties kept him alive. Yep. Uh, yeah, the J. I mean, like you know, just a whole lot of different plays where you know Clemson kind of. I don't want to say they lucked out because they obviously won the game. They just took no, advantage yeah, of they, their opportunity. Yeah, they just yep. took advantage of the opportunities, exactly. And, um, you know, I was a little surprised by the outcome of the national championship, not going to lie. But uh, hats off to LSU because, right. you know, they did win the game. They, no, LSU, like I, I, you know, I was telling everybody they did what they did all season and they just scored so many points. They, they, I, I think that that they have the argument to be known as one of the, like, not, not even like one of the, but the top college offense in history by what they were able to accomplish. It was, it's actually incredible. Um, Joe Burrow, I have written down to me, looks like the perfect prospect right now. Like if you're an NFL GM and you're thinking like, I need a quarterback on my team. I need a franchise guy. I don't know how you couldn't say Joe Burrow. If you have, you know, if you're the Bengals, like how, like I read, I've read reports, you know, like, Joe Burrow, don't lock him in just yet. You know, Justin Hibbert. And I'm all like, ah, like, you kidding me? Joe Burrow just took LSU to their first national championship. I don't know. Those 78 yards and one touchdown in the senior bowl looks really convincing for Justin Herbert. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know his stats because, like, I don't even, like, I like the senior bowl, but I also think people like Anthony Gordon has showed up in the senior bowl. Well, Anthony Gordon also threw for, like, 800 yards in one game and, like, nine touchdowns <laughs> <Yeah>. and lost. <laughs> You're right. So it's like, you know, sometimes stats kind of don't tell the whole story, definitely. Um, so, you know, but like I said, I think that it, if 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 I'm, I'm, well, I am a gambling man, I'd put, um, if I had a million dollars, that Joe Burrow would be the first pick. And, like, when that day comes, and if he wasn't, like, find me. Because I'll be on the floor just, like, in my grave. Like, just like, what? Like, dead, because the Bengals somehow messed it up. But they are the Bengals. So, you know, but they're supposed to have new ownership now, right? So, we'll see. Um, But, yeah, Joe Burrow should definitely go number one. Yeah. Oh, I don't think there's a question about that. Um, That whole LSU team is loaded with a lot of talent. Edward Delaire is a little muscle. He's like, I think the new muscle hamster reminds me a little bit of Doug Martin. If you remember yeah, him. Yeah. When he first came out of Boise yeah. state. Yep. And I used to, I used to like him at Boise state a lot too. Uh, also, I mean, I know Jamar chase is only a sophomore. He's going to be a stud. Justin Jefferson. I'm not he, sure he, who... he, uh, entered the draft. Early. Yeah. Yep. And then I'm forgetting his first name, but, uh, Stingley, I think is their defensive back. Um, oh, he's a freshman. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of young prospects who are gonna stay there for a while. Yeah, but um, Randy Moss's son, the tight end. Yeah, uh, is he going and, to the draft? Yeah, yeah. He entered yeah. the draft too early, so they have a lot of like LSU talent. There's a lot of young guys who actually entered recently. Um, so there's a lot of at, at skilled position players for offense. Like, you know, uh, a lot of Oklahoma guys, you know, entered already. There's uh, Clemson guys. Uh, the Clemson running back. 
I don't remember. I, ETN? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's staying. He's staying, yeah. yeah. that's. I was really surprised by that, but that's you know, that's good for them because, you know, Trevor Lawrence and him can play for another year. Um, and don't ever sleep on Clemson because, like, they will be, you know, back for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was a little surprised by the outcome of the national championship. I mean, LSU dominated the second half, <laughs> but I would like to highlight a couple of key, or at least one key play that really stood out to me that, that changed the momentum of the game, and that was the Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm not sure if it was, like, a little dump-off screen pass or an outside <laughs> run, but he gets to the sideline, puts his hand down out of bounds, and then ends up, they don't call him out of bounds. He isn't oh, going for, yes. like, 40 more yards. Gets out yeah. to, like, inside the five. The call doesn't get overturned, and that was a third down play. There like, was, third and long. There was, like, two plays that didn't get called that I remember being, like, very blatant, and that may have been one of them. Yeah, I was a little upset about that because, to me, that kept Clem- uh, that kept LSU in the game a little bit. I thought Clemson would get the ball back, even if they don't score. They're taking time off the clock. Right. And I just felt like the that big play um, just kind of – I don't know, like, I mean, Clemson, LSU's taking advantage of their opportunities. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like, uh, I don't think there was, like, any purposeful uh, missed calls in the game, but, it, you know, they just, like, the ball dropped their way, and right. they were able to run with it. They, you know, they... Refs, then, man. The refs. It's always the refs. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be very clear. One play, one play never, ever, ever, ever makes a football game. I'm very adamant about that. So Is that I'm, your honest opinion? Yeah, You're honest, not being in, sarcastic. No, no, there. in my, like, full honest opinion, like, one play never determines a game, so I'm not going to say that LSU won on that play or Clemson lost on that play. I agree um, with, like, Davos Sweeney's philosophy that there's about, like, maybe, like, five to eight, maybe ten, like, plays that have, like, a big factor. All right, well, let me let me throw you a scenario here. Now, because you say one play doesn't make the game, I'm just, I'm just going to throw one out and uh, see how you react to it. Uh, the Patriots versus the Steelers uh, was like two years ago where Jesse James uh, apparently doesn't catch the ball or and, and because he didn't catch the ball, make full contact, he couldn't score the touchdown. Do you know this this play I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was yeah. like a primetime game, yeah, Sunday yeah. night, Monday night. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one play kind of that ended the game, but that's one play. I agree, but like to me, like there are – there, there may have been a drive in the first half where, like, you missed an open receiver, didn't capitalize on a third down, maybe you turned the ball over, made a bad interception, bad fumble. Like, there's always other stuff that happened earlier in the game where if, like, one thing goes differently, maybe you're not you don't, you're not in that position where that touchdown All right. is, like, determining I, the game. I guess I see what your philosophy yeah. is. Okay. I, I actually thought you were going to come at me with the whole Saints, Rams, Mikel, Roby, Coleman, because I was ready to just go in on that play. <laughs> well, I... Uh... We'll talk about the Saints later and how I feel about them in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, uh, last thing, I guess, about the collegiate, you know, collegiate playoffs uh, recap. You know, Coach O gets a huge extension to LSU, and it's, you know, well-deserved because not only do I love Coach O, but I think he's his, his character is, like, the perfect character for a college head coach. And LSU should be blessed that they have him. And I'm looking at, you know, USC, and I'm going, you you could have had him. Like, he wanted to be your head coach, and you just a, – a, a top program that makes so much money every year. You know what I mean? They make some of – like, they make, like, top five, you know, kind of money over there. Like, in US, it's in California. You know what I mean? It's USC. Yet they haven't been relevant in years. Yeah, I agree with that. And They're getting out-recruited by, you know, UCLA. They're getting out-recruited by – Oregon, uh, Utah, even like recently was really good. You know what I mean? So 
when will you, you know what what happened to like the the Reggie Bush you know uh, you, you know what I mean like yeah. that kind of like we're you, you you know you uh UC, USC and we're just you know Hollywood you know that's not there anymore and that as a media person we kind of miss that we kind of miss like that fun story of like you know U, USC being you know top dogs and they have been top dogs for over a decade. Oh, I agree. I th- honestly, I think it's more than just USC. I think if you go back, turn the clock 10, 15, 20 years almost now, right. almost all of the teams that were like the powerhouses back then. Texas are... hasn't Texas, been relevant oh, in a long time. Michigan. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. No, do not say Michigan is ever relevant. Jim Harbaugh gets credit because his last name is Harbaugh and he gets to coast off success I, with his brother who is a Super Bowl champion. I'm not like a Michigan apologist or like, I don't even like Michigan. So you're Ohio State like beef with it. I don't really oh, it's care. Not, it's not really like a beef with it. I, I don't have a problem <laughs> with Michigan. I have a problem with Jim Harbaugh. He is awful. I think, yeah, I have been saying on my Twitter for years that he should have been fired yeah. already. Oh, most definitely. Because they definitely like get top three recruiting classes every year. Like even this year yeah. they got. Well, Ohio State got one. Yeah, um, I don't care about that win against Notre Dame last year in the rain where they blew them out like 35-14. Notre Dame's not really that good either, so at Look, least last year, I don't think right, so. Right, right, right. I don't oh, put no, a lot of stock I, in I that. Get, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're putting down. All right, so that's enough for the you know collegiate playoff recap. Uh, hopefully, you know if we keep doing this, we can get back to the football season's almost over. That's actually really sad to talk about. Yeah, I know. Um, well, but not necessarily because once – we have the Super Bowl this Sunday. Oh, XFL starts. Oh, up. are you talking about the New York Guardians? That's my team, by the way. I am a New York Guardians fan, and I will stand that team until the the league destroys itself. Is it will, the probably. Tampa Bay Vipers? Is yes. That, or, uh, is that what you are? I think so. I think, <laughs> I think I'll go with that. You gotta... Or isn't there like a, a Renegades, like a Dallas or like Houston Renegades? There's the yeah. Um, Let's, let's, let's. Yeah, I can pull up like all the uh, XFL teams because uh, they they have some interesting names. Yeah, I will I will stake my claim into an XFL team. So tonight. my friend Nick, who I've mentioned on the show before, is a diehard Houston Roughnecks. Okay, fan. okay, and the and that's super funny to me. Um, there there's the St. Louis Battlehawks, and I know that there's not a Chicago team. But no matter what, St. Louis, I despise all your teams. It says Chicago Enforcers on here. I'm seeing. We got Chicago Enforcers, Birmingham Thunderbolts, Orlando Rage, Memphis Maniacs, San Francisco Demons, Las Vegas Outlaws, New York slash New Jersey. No, I think we're... Oh, you know what? Uh, Hitman. These teams... So the Enforcers were the team when the XFL first existed. So this was back in 2001. Oh, okay, okay. So like... Okay, maybe we got to look up like XFL. this. Yeah, this year, like twenty twenty XFL teams twenty twenty because they they okay. might be a little different. I got them right. We got Dallas Renegades, DC Defenders, LA Wildcats, your New York Guardians, absolutely. The St. Louis Battlehawks, nope. Seattle Dragons, yep. and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yep. There's yeah. There's less teams than they were because they're like just starting out. But I was in a very like. Uh, you know, in my mind, it came down to three teams that I was going to choose from: the New York Guardians, simply due to their name. I think the like the Guardians is super cool for some reason, and it was either that Seattle Dragons. The only reason I didn't choose Seattle, I was looking at people's rosters, and I kind of like Seattle's roster, but I don't love Dragons as like a, a mascot. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not very like. I know we're the Kings of the North podcast. Like, oh, you must love it. No, I I just didn't I didn't vibe with it. 
Um, and the Tampa Bay Vipers were my like you know third option simply because they had former Chicago Bears head coach Mark Tressman. Um, but he was kind of a bust. But everything Mark Tressman does that's not in the NFL because he pl- you know was the head coach of the Can- Canadian League for years is great. He ma- he's won great like four great cups. He's great at what he does. He just can't do it in the NFL. No, I remember him coming into the league and yeah, he's supposed to be the quarterback guru who helped Jay Cutler. Become ah, talented. Yeah, no one can help that man. That man actually gives zero, like, I can't curse, but just zero yeah, shits. There you go, I'll say that. <laughs> I I think Jay <laughs> Cutler is the most talented quarterback who did not... Did not care. Uh, yeah, like... Just doesn't care. It was like once a year you'd have this, like, incredible game where he's throwing for, like, 300, 400 yards, four touchdowns yeah. on, like, a primetime game just in the middle of the season. And you're like, oh, wow, like, this, this Bears team could be deadly. No. And they had... You know, back when they had don't Elshon get Jeffrey, don't, don't, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Young, Matt Forte. Imagine. Imagine you just bringing back my childhood and making me cry a little bit right now because that's that's how I feel. Um, because I, I don't remember those teams. Those teams were so good. And they deserve something more than what they got. Uh, unfortunately, Jay Cutler was never uh, – I don't know. It's, it's When I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky right now, I'm going like, but would I rather have Jay Cutler? You know, and that's that's kind of that just goes to show how bad the quarterbacks have been for the Chicago Bears. Like, imagine being all like, "Would I rather have Mitch Trubisky or Jay Cutler?" Like, in, you know, as your starting quarterback right now, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, so I am a New York Guardians fan. XFL will be starting very soon. We're very excited about it. I follow them on Twitter, and I like all their stuff. If you follow me on Twitter, you'd probably see it. Um, all right, so. And you were a Vipers fan. You should get to know your team a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I'm I'm going to say my early claim was Vipers. I'm going to look over these rosters <laughs> and for like with an exact team. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll, our, our, by the way, I haven't mentioned we are doing this every Friday. So uh, they will probably be released the same day. So it'll be, uh, you know, every Friday kind of thing. So expect it then. Um, next, we're going to go to the MLB scandal that happened recently with the Houston Astros. Um, so. Uh, take it away. I mean, why are they in trouble? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, the way I see it, the way, <laughs> you the, ain't, the way I like, see it. I like how you like looked at me dead serious and was just like, all right, so why are they in trouble? They ain't, <laughs> they ain't I, I have absolutely no problem with what they did. It, people do this all the time. They're always trying to decode people's signs. It's not that hard to figure out. Sorry that you oh. can, sorry you're using the broadcast camera to see that. Oh, oh. I can see you're dropping a number two. I did side. not expect this at all. This is, I, wow. I didn't, what? I, like, what's the big deal? Baseball is 200 years old and it's like they're trying to take it back even another, like, 300 years. It's, we're not, we're not going to be playing with rocks next year, people. Wow. Okay. So. It's an analytics game. Like, I don't understand, like, why, like, there are people are such a push for analytics, yet, <laughs> when they want to be when they want to be really smart and progressive, they're like, "Oh no, you can't do that." So if 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 you don't know out there, uh, if uh, about the scandal, it is a former pitcher from the Astros in 2017 uh, told the Athletic that the Astros used a video camera in center field to steal opposing team signs, and you know as a result, what happened? The punishment for the Astros was they were fined five million dollars. They you know several people from their organization got fired, including their head coach. And they have forfeited their future first and second round picks in 2020 and 2021 of their drafts. Detroit Tigers hire AJ Hinch and Jeff Lude now, <laughs> right now. Like, sorry, I can't. Okay, so this is my reason that this is terrible. Okay, because clearly you're. I didn't. Wow, like we didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect you to be all like 
You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Wait, what, do they have to apologize this, for being smarter than this, everyone? This explains why you like Tom Brady. And this <laughs> explains why I hate Tom This is, what? This is hilarious. Okay, so the reason I have a problem with this is, in 2017, every team that the Astros beat, because the their Astros were taking signs, it, to me, should be void. Not only should their drafts be void and the five million and the, the cuts, their championships be taken away. Because you can't do that. You can't, like, imagine you're facing a team like the Oakland A's who make less money than you in their market, who have to, you know, homebrew all their players, you know, and draft correctly, do all these things right to get to where they go just to face the Houston Astros and then to steal their signs. That's what I'm saying is you go, you play, how many games are in the regular season of the MLB? 162. Isn't that disgusting? First off, that's disgusting. Way too many. Yeah, way too many. They should definitely cut that by like one third. But, um... More importantly, you do play all those games just to get to the playoffs for you to face a team that's actually cheating, and you're all like, that's okay. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's a terrible mindset. I really don't think that they're cheating. It, it's no different than like ha- you, having a person on base or like ha- having a bench coach just watching have like you, the base have coaches. Have you heard, have you seen all the videos on Twitter or like social media about, you know, um, Who's their shorts? Uh, yeah, Jose Altuve is yeah. their second baseman, the short guy, and then Carlos Correa is their star shortstop. Right, right, right. So you know, Altuve, like, like the moments where like he was like, "Don't rip off my shirt," and then like he'd go when when he like hit a game like a game winner or something, you know. And you know the moment where you hit home plate, your whole team like rat, you know, just kind of rips off your stuff like they always do. But instead, he was like, he was literally waving them not to do it, and he went, you know, into the dugout. And then came back out later because and people are going all like, what if he had a, like a thing to tell a him? Buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm. I hope he did. Like, see, like that is so, what? that is genius. What? It is so <laughs> smart. It is so. He literally smart. just said, "I hope he was." <laughs> no, what are you? Dude, baseball is archaic. <laughs> Bring it to the twenty first century. And Nobody. Che- wait, wait. And cheating is twenty first century. Right. There's so many home runs now. Then all right. There's there's. MLB is secretly cheating by juicing the baseball. So what's the big deal that a team wants to you, use? There's no use. You use can't the, you can't say that though because there's no all right, there's no proof. That right, right. MLB is because juicing the balls. there's in the history of the MLB, there's always been like cheaters, steroids. I, to, I was say I have a to, question then. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather have someone like using a camera to like steal signs, or would you rather have someone shooting steroids? Neither. I'm, I'm, why you can't have you, have to pick. you have to pick? No, you don't. Because no, I'm which one's worse? Okay, to you? so why is it in other sports? Is there like the MLB definitely has like the most like scandals for cheating that in any other sport by far. Now, why is the well? I don't know why the MLB is like that, but why should I be as a fan be like that's okay? Because we grew up, you know, in a in a society where you know you play games like as a kid, and everything's supposed to be by the rules. Like when you play, you know, a board game, whatever you do, you read the rules and then you play. You don't just go. You know what? This is my property, even though I didn't buy it. Like, that's not how things work. Things go in order for a reason. And for people to, <laughs> you know, exploit things or to, you know, they, find a cheat boom, in the system. They, 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 they exploited they, like, they exploited the technology a little bit, but I don't think they did anything awful. I so, mean. Well, okay, so, you know that scandal that happened with the Patriots? Uh, Spygate? No, no. The, where they, like, the, the Bengals practice or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were okay with that? I I just thought that was just like nonsense. People were just blowing smoke. Well, were, people, were people really like worried that the Bengals were going to upset the Patriots? 
No, the Patriots were. Because no, they, they were not. Listen, dude. listen, listen. They could have started whoever. They could have started Jared Stidham. They <laughs> when, were winning that game. When I tell you that the Patriots this season was so up and down because their offense was so bad that I believe fully that if, if they were to go, like, that they would do something so, like, you know, devious to win against a bad team because they were so, like, because if they, let's say they would have lost the Bengals, right? Everyone and their mother would be all like, the Patriots are bad this year. But because, like, you know, they're the Patriots, you would never expect them to lose Okay, the but, like, last year, they lost to the Lions and won the Super Bowl. And the Lions were, like, really bad. See, all right, like so, they, but, like, no, but every year a team, like, loses to a team yeah, for no reason. Exactly. I know. So that's fair. To me, the Patriots always have, like, one or two <laughs> games where, like, they lose to a really bad team because I really just don't think they care enough to, like, they're like, oh. I could Bill go, Belichick I, doesn't care. No, I think Bill Belichick definitely cares, but I feel like some of the guys are like, <laughs> "Oh, I could have my son come play left tackle," and they're not. I don't have to worry about anyone coming and sacking Tom Brady. I just know that. All right, we're getting away from what I was trying to say, but the scandal I think is a problem, and and I think cheating is a problem in all sports by far. I can't believe that. Like you're, I really, I this takes. Like I said, I, this is like hilarious to me that you're like so. It's okay if you're cheating. Dude, I, to me, that is not cheating. Like, to me, cheating is like steroids. The buzzer thing is not Dude, cheating. that is, that is next level innovation. I, I am all for pushing the envelope and like, in it, like just coming up with like outside the box ideas that is super outside the box, super creative. <laughs> Everyone else who's whining about it is just upset that they didn't think of it first. And that, that's truly oh. what it is. I guarantee Man, you, I guarantee you. That is like, a hot take and a half. Within 20 years, we're going to have, like, all this type of electronics no, in baseball. No, it yes, will not. Um, I wish I could make a bet be, like, 20 years dude, from now. They literally but... are just, like, <laughs> this is just all about observation. That's really all this is. It's just, they're using there's finite a, observation There's a skills. lot of unwritten rules of baseball. That's the thing. You know you're, what I mean? This is what you're saying, the unwritten rules. They're talking about like social no, and like, but these are, like formal and informal norms in society. Right, right, right. It's unwritten rule. That means it's not really a rule because it's not written. No, no, but it's an unwritten rule that you grew up knowing. You know what I mean? Like they're like if you ask anyone who played baseball growing up, there are certain things that you don't do because you know that as a kid, everybody, you know, followed that. So by you breaking that, that's a big problem I, see, in the baseball world. I used to play literally growing up all the time. I was always <laughs> trying to figure out what the base, like what the signs the base coaches were giving the players and stuff. And that's that's what people do. I mean, I've I've seen um, playoff games, uh, watching the Dodgers. Kenley Jansen run around second base, literally bulks, so that way the runner on second is not reading the signs and feeding them to the player <laughs> on home, like at the home plate. They people know this happens, and they like that that specific pitcher. Like took measures to make sure that oh, okay, I'm not gonna let them figure my stuff out. I want to be, I want to keep this under wraps as best I can. But either way, like you're gonna find this out. Just, just go replay the broadcast, and I, you can see the, from the broadcast angle the signs that the catcher is giving. It's I don't even they don't even need an extra camera out there. Just like watch the game in the dugout. Right, but like I said, it's just one of those things that I think is is like a sacred thing. You know what I mean? And for them to like completely obliterate that and then send home several teams to win a championship when they you know did something that shouldn't have been done i don't know that's how i i can see your point but i also think like i mean like i said agree to disagree i think that you know everything has like you know i just like fair you know fair clean i want to see who the best team is not who the smartest team is that's not that's not what it comes down to but like that's what you were talking about the oakland a's 
Yes. That's what the Oakland A's do. They, you're right. You're right. They don't have a lot of money. But they, they don't they, have a lot of money. They money ball. They, they, they money the, ball. The yeah. Oakland A's have like a Bill Belichick philosophy. We're like, we don't need you to be the best all around. Right. We just need you to be really good at one thing, and we're only going to make you do one thing. Right. Right. And they're and and that's why they're a smart team, and they go to the playoffs. But what happens when they go to the playoffs? They lose in the first round every time because they're never going to be the best team. You know what I mean? But they're they're going to outsmart them to a point. You know what I mean? So. That's fine. Like that, you're trying to play Moneyball and try to acquire whatever you can and then value whatever and get to like the playoffs and win a championship. But at the end of the day, you know, the salary cap is really going to hold back any of those kind of teams. But like so, the salary cap is determining on how much money the owner really wants to spend. There's no salary cap in baseball. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no salary cap, but like only like a big market like New York will net, like, I would be shocked to lose to the Oakland A's. You know what I mean? Like, that's something. Well, I mean, the Yankees lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series in 2001. Right, no. Things like that, it's like an enormity, though. You know, it doesn't happen, yeah. right? But if you're the Houston Astros, the Houston Houston is, you know, one of the big third, top. Third, third biggest city, metropolis in the country. I have no problem. Like, just because fourth. Fourth? Chicago's third, baby. Get it right. I'm going I'm to fact check yeah, that yeah. one. L.A., New York, Chicago, Houston. Take your time. Also, biggest cities, largest cities in the U.S. Yeah, by population. Yes. Let's see. <coughs> oh, Chicago. By, yeah. Oh, about like four hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, there's a lot of us. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, I, I you know would, there's a lot of people. You in would Chicago. think you would think the shootings would stop it, but nah. I'd always, <laughs> I mean, just growing up, I'd always thought it was Houston, but no, I'm surprised. No. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm also surprised Phoenix is number five. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've like done the top five. After that, I really don't. Yeah. But I know the top five because like that's something that like as a kid growing up in Chicago, I do. Um, but um, but yes, you know, So you're Houston. You know, you're top five. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever. You shouldn't need to do those things when you have such a big you know market to get money. You have you just and you have so they have premier players, right? It's like what did they need? Like you had. Who were the pitchers that year for them? Oh my goodness! They had uh, they had Dallas Keuchel, Lance McCullers, Charlie Morton. Right. Um, the guy from they the, picked up Justin Verlander. Yeah, that was their and that's a big one for them. He was like the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, but like, do they do all they, that all do that they win pose... the World Series without Justin Verlander? I mean, you, people forget it's not like they swept everybody. Went sixteen and zero in the playoffs. They went seven games with the with the Dodgers. Right, and let's say they went seven games with the Dodgers, but then had to cheat. Like, it's funny. Uh, who, the pitcher. That the Cubs acquired, uh, that used to be a former Dodger. Uh, he's Rich Hill. No, 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 no. He's Asian. Um, you Darvish. You Darvish. There we go. Couldn't think of his name. I forgot Thank he you. played for the Dodgers. I was thinking um, <laughs> right. I remember his time with the and, Rangers. And so, like you know, during that game, a lot of people were you know there was a lot of reports that during Game Seven when you you Darvish you know started, he was kind of tipping his pitches, you know, to the to the Astros, and and now they interviewed him after the scandal, and he says he goes he asked them the question. Was I tipping pitches or were they, like, reading my signs? You know what I mean? Were they, you know, cheating? So that's not, like, because that, that, what happened to you, Darvish, kind of put him in a spiral. Like, he was in a funk for, like, the next several months. Because, but he still got a lot of money from the Cubs. Oh, absolutely. But, like, but that's because, like, the Cubs have the money to do that. But, like, the fact of the matter is, like, you, Darvish, was doubted by a lot of teams. So a lot of teams wouldn't pay him that much. But the Cubs, like, were, were in desperate need after losing Jake Arrieta. So they were willing to put that money down. But... Like I said, like you, Darvish probably got way more options. Maybe the Dodgers, Dodgers definitely didn't want him back after that, most likely. You know, it, on in theory, after like he gate like, yeah, so, why would you? Yeah, exactly. He just he he threw the game. People think a lot of Dodgers fans 
booed him when he came back, you know? That just and to think that like that that one moment ruined his whole career as a Dodger, like kind of like was the moment and the, the Astros like I said, the scandals states that they have maybe have cheated. That people not only are careers ruined, teams lose. There's just a lot of like things that, that, that follow with that. And that's my problem. I mean, you're right, careers are ruined, and I feel awful for AJ Hinch. And Jeff Lude now. I really don't feel that bad for Alex Cora because, like, <laughs> I don't like the Red Sox at all. Like, oh, I, I was a fan of him when he was on the Astros. As soon as he left for Boston, uh, double middle fingers to Alex. Cora. Are you? Uh, are you? You're well. You're a Tigers fan. I my baseball allegiance. I always will root for the Tigers. Being from Michigan, right, right. But what? Um, a- but I, I, don't, I usually like to find a team rebuilding. I, I like the Padres a few years ago when they were kind of just loading up on okay. prospects. I kind of like the direction. <laughs> I'm like I look five years from now. I like the direction the Pittsburgh Pirates are heading in right now. Really? Yeah. My, it sounds weird, but like, yeah. No, no, no. But it makes me laugh because my friend is like a diehard Pittsburgh fan, and he hates their ownership. I have no, I have no clue about their ownership. I've just been kind of noticing like the moves they've been making as far as like player acquisitions and contracts and stuff they, like that. They and like I feel like mm, interesting. That's really funny because I, I was big on the Astros when they were like really, really, really bad, and um. <laughs> So, I don't know, I usually like to pick a team when they're bad, ride the wave to the top, and then, you know, like, just kind of stay riding the wave, but also, like, just be, like, still looking on the tide for something. That's new. interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's cool because, like, obviously, like, baseball is one of those sports where, like, it really does take Yeah, it was a lot of ebb and flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just, like, you know, that, 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 it's definitely the hardest sport to farm in because there's just so many, so many pieces, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, But, okay, uh, computer died, so that's unfortunate. Mm. If you could... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to move that for a second. Um, so we get to the next thing. So, you know, that was a scandal. Uh, moving on from there. Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, so the next thing I really want to talk about really quickly is uh, Luke Keekley uh, and his early retirement. Uh, that was really shocking to me. Uh, Luke Keekley is one of my like definitely top five like defensive players for the last you know ten years. He's just been phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like he, he was like as a prospect, he reminded me of like of Brian Urlacher, and of course, like Brian Urlacher is a Bears player, so like I'm gonna wanna like vote for somebody who reminds me of my own player. You know what I mean? So like I, it took me aback to to know that, but it's weird to see the NFL today because you know, er, you know, before the season, Andrew Luck retired, right? And now you move on to. You know, the end of the season, now Luke, Luke Keekley's retirement. And they're both, like, 28 years old. That's not that old in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, players go for much longer. And to think that, like, they, these early retirements may be, like, a frequent thing now. You know, Patrick Willis was a couple of years ago retired early. Um, I don't know if it's Kyle or Chris Borland, but his teammate on the 49ers after one season in the NFL retired. Um Oh, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one who I, – I remember what's – I remember that guy. Yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. He went to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, and he was actually featured in the Aaron Hernandez, the killer yeah. inside documentary. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That series was really good, by the way. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I, I definitely, like, have, like, looked at it. Like, it's on my Netflix, and I'm always like, do I want to – do I really want to be, like – like, when I watch documentaries, I'm like, do I really want to be locked in right now, or do I just want to watch Parks and Rec? No, like, I hear you. Um, like this is going to be really, like, possibly controversial, but I – it definitely kind of made me – like Aaron Hernandez a little bit more. Um, mm, I do not. I have no like set opinion on Aaron Hernandez just yet. I know like what he did was wrong, but like I, 
I never really wanted to say I looked into the facts and like wanted to like be like, do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? I know he killed somebody. So like killed three people. Yeah, yeah. So like that's kind of wrong. Um but like as a per like, you know, there's a lot of factors that I, I cannot give a strong opinion yeah. to. I, I used to really dislike him because he's part of the Patriots and he was really good. He yeah. scored a lot no, of that... sounds for him. Um and I had just like people I went to school with were like just big <laughs> Patriots fans. I, I like Peyton Manning growing up. Okay. My mom did. Right. So that was just kind of always like that internal rivalry. Why I like just disliked him so much. But... I enjoyed Aaron Hernandez like on the field just because like the two tight end set with the Patriots was oh, like something at, like game changing. Him at the H back. Yeah. Him and Gronk. If, yeah. if he never got in trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. There was just a lot. You know what I mean? That they like did and that was so innovative. That's what I appreciate. I also liked his touchdown dances mm-hmm. with the money. Oh, yeah. There were just a lot of things that like Aaron Hernandez was like, all right, he's really good. That's cool. Yeah. But like as a person, like on the other side, like, I just can't give, like, a true opinion. Other I don't than know. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, you know, because it is a really good show. But I will. I just want to say that I did, like, kind of reminisce and enjoy watching his old highlights because I really like, just almost forgot how good he really was. Yes, that's fair. So I just appreciated his talent, mm-hmm. even though, like, he's a convicted murderer. Yeah, yeah. A bad um, person. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, not a role model to look no, up No, yeah, to. definitely not. But... I don't, it humanized him a lot more learning his story from uh, childhood until his death yep. was very eye-opening and i mean i tell you like even, like halfway through 40 minutes into that first uh um episode you're gonna be if you're not really paying attention you're gonna like just really you're really in for a big surprise um that definitely like makes me want to watch it more yeah. so i'm very excited to see that um but, like I said, so the last thing to the Luke Heakley retirement, other than it was, like, really surprising and, and kind of lame in the sense that, like, you know, the, I don't know. he It's like he went to the Super Bowl one year, right, and he didn't win it. And it's just, like, it, it's, it seems like it, it sucks when, a, like, a great player, like, doesn't ever, like, reach, like, that ultimate goal. Like, like that's why he reminds me of Brian Urlacher so much. Like, like, guy who was there for years, like, you know, defensive player, rookie of the year, all this stuff, never got the ring that he deserved. That's no, unfortunate. I hear you. I feel like part of his retirement, too, goes into the fact that he's 28. He realizes, like, the toll he's taking on his body. Yeah, no. Um, so he said in his video, yep. Yeah, and, you know, he's like, we're not going to win anything in, like, the next four years. Like, the next, like, or, like, you know, three years, whatever. I have, like, maybe a couple really good seasons left. And um, we're not going to win anything, so why am I just going to, like, put, like, hurt, like, just diminish my See, body? See, I don't know if he would, like, he has that mindset because, like, there is talent on the Panthers. Like, you can't say that they don't have talent. You know, Christian McCaffrey, obviously they're, they're like, it seems like they're going to jump ship from Cam Newton. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, still, I, I don't think he has faith in the process. They have a new coach and everything. I, I just don't think I actually like the new coach hiring because, like, the guy from Baylor, what's his name? Matt Rule. Oh, big, yeah. big Matt Rule fan. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I was, my friend loves Cam Newton, loves the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why because they're terrible. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I told him as soon as Matt Rule got hired, I was like, that is an excellent hire. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked Everything for that, like, he's done has been fantastic. Oh, like, yeah. Wherever he's gone, and I just think he's a big football guy, and, like, you want those kind of guys yeah. as a head coach. So, um, I, in my head, like, you know, I, I think if the Panthers were to make a move, it wouldn't be next year. It wouldn't, it'd probably be the year after or two years from now. So I think, like, he still had a window to be good. I think more than anything, he realized that, like, the toll it was taking on him and like players just want to like the NFL. Like people don't realize how much, how much, how many, how much time they put into like keeping their their body, uh, you know, intact like the way it is. Because uh, recently, the Chicago Bear, you know, one of my favorite Chicago Bears recently, Kyle Long had retired over the winter break, and uh, 
It's crazy to think when he retired, he retired at like 325 and he was retired for, you know, just started and he'd like got off the football diet. He's already, he already lost 50 pounds like that fast just by being a regular. Human oh, yeah. Being. A lot of players say like the first thing they are like looking forward to when they retire is like being at a what they consider like a normal, normal weight. weight. Yeah. yeah. Something that like isn't because like you have to eat so much to be, you know, how big you are. And you have yeah. to work out so much. Imagine, like, having to have that always forced on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I just think Luke Kuechly, that's one of the reasons. So, um, and I wrote all that just to say this. Luke Kuechly, you know, retired at 28. Andrew, Andrew Lux, around the same age. But yet, Tom Brady, still around when we want him to retire so badly. That makes me super upset. I can understand why. I mean, I, I definitely feel like going forward in the league, quarterback is going to be the only position that has any type of longevity and when i say longevity whoa, whoa, whoa. kicker come on bro all right let's talk about positions that matter ah it mattered I, it mattered i don't know kickers do matter because <laughs> oh, like, i can well, give you several situations where the teams wish they had a kicker no i don't i agree with you um, cody parkey yeah um, and that hurts i mean kicker, <laughs> all right, kickers kickers do matter but like, right, there let's, you go let's, let's talk about like the glamour all right, right the there, you go, there, you right. Go, there you go there you go there you go let's talk so, about, yeah Quarterbacks definitely in this league, you know, like there's a lot that are old, like Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. These guys have all been big bad, and like they've all been I mean, there. Aaron Rodgers is like mid in the 30s. No, he's like 36. I, he's even, 36 maybe. now, yeah. yeah. Actually, so like, you know, there's a lot of players that are, you know, been in the league for a long time at quarterback, which has never been heard of before this, this era. So um, it's just kind of crazy. And uh, speaking about Tom Brady, I don't know if you read this recently, but his. Uh, he recently, his kids have enrolled into, like, schools in Tennessee. So there's rumors that he might be the next Tennessee quarterback. No, don't do it. Ryan Tannehill did so good for you. Beat Tom Brady. Why do you need Tom Brady? He beat Tom He beat him in his home. <laughs> hey, he'd been 0-6. More interceptions than touchdowns in Gillette Stadium in Foxborough throughout right. his career. He goes in there. All you got to do is take, take two steps backwards and hand the ball to big number 22. I Eric mean, it, it makes see it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like if you're the Titans, what do you do in the off season? They always take players that were former Patriots, like they're whoever their GM is, Malcolm Lu- Butler, yeah. Deion Lewis, Logan Ryan. Like yeah. they just, they just they actually just go all right. They hired me. a former Patriot, yeah. Mike Vrabel. <laughs> what I'm telling you is they actually just they're they're Patriots 2.0. Or oh, like, I mean, I get it, but I don't think you should. Ryan Tannehill. He did. He earned himself a contract. No, no, he he did. But I, if they did it, I'd get why. And if I'm Tom Brady, I get why you'd want to be in the Tennessee Titans. You have an offensive line. You have a great running back that you can just hand the ball to. You have a defense that is not terrible. Like it's all there. No, they're pretty good. They're young. They yeah, have, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, I I like what Tennessee's been doing. Yeah, yeah. So they have like everything there makes sense. Like if I'm Tom Brady and like Tennessee. Not a bad place to live. Like, you know, Nashville. Like, yeah, you guys... not necessarily, no. I, mean, I don't know. To me, it's a regression, honestly. And, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady has seven rings compared to, you know, Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, it's, it's not seven. It's six, six. Six, yeah. I was about to go, like, oh, uh, please don't tell me it's seven. Like, I I, I, I forget it's, sometimes. It's a but, high number. Oh, you know, yeah, it's too it's many. Seven. It's like, I think maybe three too many because three yeah. of those he shouldn't have won. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, thank you, Adam Venturi, right? Right, right. Three of those, Adam Venturi, you know, a terrible first. Oh, uh, two first of them are Adam Venturi, and one of them is, I will never, ever, ever, ever blame Russell Wilson for this, or Daryl Bevel. Ricardo Lockett is the softest, and I just a bunch of expletives that I cannot say on here. I 
just absolutely hate Ricardo Lockett. He is the oh when he jumped the route. Yeah, Ricardo, <laughs> you're in the NFL. Be a freaking man and plant your foot and don't get knocked off your rocker by tiny little what, Malcolm Butler. What makes me upset about well, okay, it's funny because I'm we're, we've been just going on tangents, but makes me upset is obviously like you could have ran the ball, but if you're gonna throw the ball, you have like Doug Baldwin who is like a premier. Jermaine Curse had that incredible catch, like to get them inside. Yeah, yeah. and you passed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That that is really funny. Um, all right, to go back. Um, so yeah, that's the news about Tom Brady. Um. But I, that's interesting. That's just really interesting to me. Um, to see, and he like recently posted a Twitter, uh, a picture of him like at the end of like the stadium, like walking out, like in in like light, and it just like shows his figure, you know. And that that may be like his goodbye to to the stadium and the Patriots organization, and to and just, and I do not like Tom Brady, but I respect Tom Brady enough to know that. When Patriot or when Patriots fans, quote unquote, because they are bandwagony and they are very obnoxious and all that stuff on Twitter, blah blah blah, like to see the videos of them burning Tom Brady's jersey makes no sense. That's to me. ridiculous. That like it actually it, it makes me cringe because like they had before Tom Brady, the Patriots had zero Super Bowls, like championship rings in their like in their history, and then after Tom Brady, that he gave them six, and to even be remotely like mean about what's going on with Tom Brady, like let him do whatever you want. You still have Bill Belichick as a Patriots fan. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah. That just a good. That just shows you how much. That's why I hate Boston, I think, dude. Boston, yeah, Boston is the worst. They're definitely just, up there. Like yeah. L.A. is kind of also up there for me. Like, am I allowed to say massholes on TV or on the radio? Yeah, you can say it. Um, ma- they're a bunch of just yeah, they're massholes. That's what everybody yeah, calls yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 not fun. They're on TV. That's fine. Yeah. But no, I got you. Um, yeah, they're they're not fun. They're definitely the worst. Like, fan uh, sports fans have like a, a really good community, and then there's like the really dark side, and you definitely get some of the worst kind of people. From yeah, I don't, I don't get like when I think when did burning jerseys <laughs> become popular after LeBron's decision in 2010? Because I never really heard of it beforehand. Yeah, there's that... been some big there's been some big <laughs> like switches um like throughout the years with like players jumping to like rivalry team like rival teams and stuff. So. Yeah, I think that was the earliest time I've heard of like a, a jersey burning was LeBron. Actually. I got a hot take for you about Tom Brady. He should go to the Minnesota Vikings. Drop Kirk Cousins, and I don't mind Kirk Cousins, but he should go to the Vikings. They play inside. Uh, they're in a weak division. Oof, I can give you my take, but okay, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. They're in a wait, wait, you should wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, hold on. Every my brain just like like had a moment because. I was like thinking about who you were gonna say, and then you said it, and I was like, "Oh, this is who I think you, I think is a better option." But then you said, "They're they're inside, right?" But then you said, "There's in a weak division." Yes. What? I am so livid. The NFC North, which is one of the reasons we are called the Kings of the North, has to be one of the hardest divisions in all of football. Are you kidding me? The Chicago Bears, who even if they are playing bad, always have a terrifying defense. You have the Green Bay Packers, who are known as, like, you know, championship town. Like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to call them that because I hate them. But, like, come on. And then the Lions, yes, they are, like, you know, the Lions. But, like, the Lions fight. It, like, they try. Yeah, they, they try their best. You know what I mean? Like, they actually, like, can be annoying. And the Minnesota Vikings not only have salary salary cap issues this coming season, but they've they've invested too much in Kirk Cousins. Uh 
I don't like Kirk Cousins, so like I'm not gonna try to defend him. I'm just telling you why that will never work. I this is all right, I'll tell you why I think it does. Work. And their offensive line is terrible. And Tom Brady needs an offensive line right, to be they, good. Dante Skarnecki, I don't. I think he may have another job or whatever. But he's <laughs> got, he's gone from the Patriots. They're a long time old line coach. They can improve their line. They already did a little bit. They've got Dalvin Cook, who was the best running back in the league last year. I don't know if you can really argue that. Yeah, he didn't win the rushing title. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You said he's the best last I, year. I think last year, Christian few, McCaffrey. Arguably, yeah. All right. Yeah. If you're if you're right, it's a toss up between them. No, I, it definitely because at the end of the year, Dalvin Cook not only got injured, but he had games of like whatever. Christian McCaffrey not only carried the Panthers. In rushing yards, but receiving yards. Yeah, he had a double thousand. Yeah, he was disgusting. Uh, I definitely cooked it really well. Yeah, he, fair enough. He's had he's had some injury issues, but like let's but he say stayed healthy for the most part. So I'm kind of just like right. That, but know. let's say, but Delvin Cook in his longevity, like his career, if you look at it, has never been healthy for a full season. Oh, I, yeah, that's you're right. a big red flag. Two, like when I was talking about the Titans, if you had the choice between handing the ball off to Delvin Cook or Derrick Henry, who would you rather hand it off to? Come on. See, I agree. Like, th- all right, I'm, I just want to finish up by liking the Vikings. Okay, go ahead. All right, Dalvin Cook, their offensive line's improving. Mm. You have the, the next closest Vikings thing. Vikings fans say otherwise. The next closest thing to Wes Welker in a long time, Adam Thielen. You have Stephon Diggs, who's a speedster on the outside. Okay. More reliable than a Josh Gordon or a Philip Dorsett. Josh Dorset. Gordon is fantastic. He's fantastic. But he but, didn't play for them the whole season. So that's yeah, bad. he also is like. You no, know, in, in, in our I will anonymous s- every other week. See, I'm not arguing that he'll stay for the Patriots. What you're saying is like, yeah, you have a lot of better options than with the Patriots. Yeah, that's why he's leaving. You know what I mean? Like, oh they- yeah, I, I was just saying like, if I <laughs> if I was Tom Brady and I was like weighing my options, I I'd consider the Vikings. I think that, and they have a really good defense too. And okay, the Lions, a lot of free agents the Lions, for the for their defense and their corners are like corner position, the safety position, their linebacker position. Like I'm saying, like that's the cap is hitting them now. Like, they were built to win the championship this last couple of years, and they have faltered. And that's why the Minnesota Vikings are not the team to go to. I think they have one more year in them. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can – like, they have enough talent to maybe, but I think the Titans, if you look – like, if you want to talk about receivers, they have A.J. Brown. No, I, I'm they big have, on A.J. Brown. He did all he, – he Yeah, he's carried, a monster. He, he did so well he's for a me in fantasy football. Right, right. I love A.J. <laughs> right, Brown. Right, right, right. So, like, I think there – but, like, my – if when you like, if it was up to me, right, it's going to be the – Colts, he goes okay. to the traders or I, I, like his I rivals. That, I'd love that. I think that'd be funny as hell. <laughs> because <laughs> that's fine, but um, they're like certain words you could say. I don't really care. Um, but yes, I think the Colts make the most sense because if you look at you know they offensive line, good offensive going, line, right? Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack's not terrible, right? Ty Hilton, you know Ty, Eric you, Ebron, right? Jack no, Doyle, no, no Jack Doyle's there. Eric Ebron will be leaving. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he got. He's. He was on a one year deal, and he's already like. They've already stated that they don't want to keep. Him. Okay, they, okay. <clears throat> they extended Jack Doyle this off or this during the season. So and Mo Ali. Well, they have Mo Ali Cox. Right, right. So they just have like they have a lot of players there, right? And they and you want to talk about cap space? They have cap space. They actually last season I thought they were gonna go crazy, maybe get like a Le'Veon Bell, something crazy. They didn't do anything. They were they, smart. They they were smart. They kept all their money. And they're looking in. Uh, they're looking real pretty right now. So I think if you're Tom Brady, I get why the Titans, but the Colts make too much sense to me. You want to talk about indoor? They play indoor too. They play yeah. indoor. There's just so much there, and um, I mean that division is not too hard either. I mean they yeah, have the Titans. AFC South. You're gonna all right, you're gonna be the Texans <laughs> because I don't know. Like just the Texans are to me the Texans are the Packers <laughs> of the AFC. They have a good record, but they're really not that good. 
Hmm, interesting take. I, I, I will say the Colts notoriously beat the Texans because the te- Texans have a lot more holes than the Colts do. And uh, I'll say that. I don't know about that take, but I respect it, so I'll go with it. And then, of course, you have the Jaguars, who are a one-hit wonder. I mean, I, I was so sad. I wanted Blake Bortles to take him to the Super Bowl. That's is that serious? I swear to God, I wanted them. Why do you Why do you like Blake Bortles? Who cares? I don't. I don't. I don't say I like Blake Bortles. I say that their one year they were going off. Yeah, I, I wanted Blake, Blake Bortles. Bortles to be their quarterback. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, and I wanted Ryan Tannehill to make it to Miami and win a Super Bowl in Miami did, for, okay, for the Tennessee okay, Titans. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. I don't know. I just kind of like that. Little you like bit of bad like, teams, went, or, uh, to or me, bad like, players. To me, there's comedy in like that little slap in the face that this guy yeah. is like the representative of like. like the so best. when Nick Foles won, you were like, ah, oh, oh big, big Nick Foles guy. <laughs> I, I, I thought he. I the reason that Nick Foles doesn't have two Super Bowl rings is because Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey fumbled the ball against the Saints. That's I, I that's am, fair. I am. A hundred percent adamant about that. I hate Alshon Jeffrey, by the way. Now that he, because uh, he's just a huge ass. Yeah. To, the Bears organization after he left. Yeah, so no, I, I, I'm, I was very happy when he fumbled them. Yeah, no, do it I again, Alshon, every year. I, if he didn't fumble that, then I'm very, very confident. The Eagles had a lot of momentum leading oh, yeah. into that playoff. That's why they beat they well they beat the Bears which, at home, which is crazy. And like prior to that, they had gone on like a five four game win streak and just slaughtered everybody. Yeah. And their defense, like they had a lot. Like I, they could have repeated. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I would have loved it if they did back to back Eagles. That just like a, if you Super want to talk about a slap in the face, Carson Wentz his face hurts because like because oh. because he's literally just like why am I never the Super Bowl quarterback? You know what I mean? That's funny. I think it's funny that he has a Super Bowl ring, but yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah, play yeah. The game. yeah, yeah, that's okay. I get that. All right, so all right, moving on from that. Uh, next thing I've written is the recap of the NFL playoffs. Um, a lot of stuffs happened, so I we talked about Derrick Henry a little bit, but Derrick Henry and the magical Titans run. They are the sixth seed, and they beat the Patriots at home. Then they went to the Ravens and just obliterated them. The Ravens. Completely choked that, um, and it was. I don't want to say it was like a Lamar Jackson. I think it was like a part of a you know you know Mark Ingram was injured. That was a huge thing for them. I think partly was because they had so they had two like some two no three weeks off playing football. Like that really hits you because they didn't play anybody week seventeen. Then they had the bye week and then they played. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they had three weeks of just like relax it. Like I really. You know, sometimes I I don't like to buy. Like I, I it it or if I like the buy, I hope my players play week seventeen for the buy. You know what I mean? Because that not playing football for a couple weeks, you know, you throw a pass and you're off by just a margin. That's how it's just the game of inches. So uh, a lot of those uh, things and the Titans, you know, props to them. There there was a lot of fourth downs that the you know Lamar Jackson tried to run the ball for, and they he got shut down. And we haven't seen that all year. Um, will I, you know, me and Jimmy would have like debates about Lamar Jackson personally. And I've always been adamant about like Lamar Jackson, not being the greatest passer. Um, and I, I don't think, I think his talent is his legs. And if he didn't have his legs, he would not be talked about nearly as much. So that's just the way I've always seen him. But, you know, I, I will stand by what I said earlier and that credit to him. He deserved the MVP this year for sure, because he was phenomenal. Like he was like things that he did, I was like, no way. You know what I mean? Like it was like a video game character. And if you play with him in Madden, you're a cheater. Because oh no, if you play with him in Madden, you better uh, slide if you rush outside that pocket because he fumbles all the time. Well, I've... every quarterback in the new Madden fumbles. Actually, it's actually dumb. I well, I know a lot. They fumble a lot. Yeah. I agree. But like Lamar, Marcus Mariota, who doesn't doesn't matter. He doesn't play anymore. Um, he will play. 
maybe yeah somewhere uh, I think so. Any rushing quarterback, any quarterback who's like run, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a run first guy, yeah, yeah. He, they're so prone to fumbling. Deshaun Watson even been playing a lot of Madden lately, um, and I've played Lamar Jackson. I played Lamar ja- against Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and I mean they fumble a lot. I've right. actually, I played with Lamar Jackson. I almost lost the. I you know I had a costly fumble that nearly cost me the game. But. Right, right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of, it was a, it was a crazy game. And so like I said, the magical run by the Titans was really fun. And, you know, for a point in time, I was like, Titans winning the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Like it'd be really, cause like the six seed winning the Super Bowl has only happened twice before. Um, so it would have been a really cool story. Um, the, so the next I have written the Packers go home and finally, like, I'm so glad that they're out of the playoffs because they, you know, Packers fans want to say things on Twitter like, you know, everyone's saying we're the weakest, you know, whatever seed but or second seed, but we're still here, blah, blah. And they are, they're frauds. Yeah, no, absolutely. Their team, like, their defense had pieces. They Like, all over the board, they have pieces, but they, as a whole, are not that good of a team. They went 13-3 and because of, you know, scheduling. And un- just you know, they won by a coin flip, basically. Yeah, I mean, well, they play- they've been so bad for the past two years compared to their typical standards. Yeah, that like yeah, <laughs> they're they're playing like a third place schedule. Of course, you're gonna go thirteen and three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, they nearly almost didn't get the second seed because they almost lost to the Lions with yeah. David Blau at yeah. quarterback. Right, right. Yeah, I will definitely say like I I was just I expected them to lose to the who did they face uh, the week before uh, the. Uh, before they lost to the 49ers, they faced oh the Seahawks. I, oh, I thought Seattle was gonna run yeah, them. Yeah, I well I don't know if I was gonna run them. I just wanted the Seahawks to win because like I have always been a fan of Russ. So like oh, yeah. so like I was just like come on you know especially it'd be really cool to knock them out here and just to show them up. And you know they played well enough to win that game, but when they went to you know play the 49ers, they got no destroyed. contest. And I don't know why people were surprised. My roommate, um, he was like. Oh, I I think the Packers are gonna get this, and <laughs> I told them, you know, they played week eleven in San Francisco, and they got and they got yeah. Wrecked. I I remember that game. That game was really funny because they literally scored like three points. Yeah, no, choo choo. Yeah, they yeah. were running a train on them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. So I was really help, uh, ha- you know, happy about that. Um, uh, the Tom Brady Patriots era is finally over. I wrote that in the playoffs. That's huge because the Titans, um. The Chiefs offense, it's crazy because if you watch the Chiefs games, they get, like, hit in the face, like the their whole team does kind of by the other team at first, like the first quarter. They'll be losing, right? And out of nowhere, they'll just, they'll just like, all right, let's go. And they are locked in, and they score so fast. Yeah, that, the, that, that comeback against Houston was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that game could have been, like, if you were to tell me that, like, at the end of the first quarter, it was 24-0 to Houston, I'd be all like, no way. But then to say that the end of the, the end of the game was, was like, like four, fifty something, yeah, that's twenty, like yeah, yeah, thirty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, game was insane. Like my friend is like a huge Houston fan, and he was freaking out. And I was like, I had told him the moment before the comeback happened, like because it was twenty four zero, and I was all like, you know what this is looking like? Because it was only the first quarter, so there's plenty of time. I was like, what if this is the greatest comeback we've ever seen? And he's like, no way. And I was all like, and it just started to unfold, dude. It was not even in like five minutes was the game tied. It yeah, was crazy because they they had. The the if if you're a Houston fan, you hate Bill O'Brien, the head coach of Houston, because not only did he call, you were up twenty one to zero in the um, Chiefs territory, you know, and you just at fourth and like two, you go, you don't go for it, you take a field goal when you're up twenty one zero. You're like, ah, that's kind of like a not a 
you know, you want to you want to go for and should give keep that momentum so you can keep you know keep your foot on their throat. You know what I mean, kind of thing. They you know take the field goal, fine. Like that's that's not the worst thing in the world. Then you know Chiefs go back to score a touchdown. You have the ball in your end zone or on your side of the field. It's they they don't convert on third down, and instead of just punting it, you know, and relying on your defense. They fake the punt, and that that right there kind of see. I I knew at that moment that oh. the Houston oh, was, yeah. was it was in for. Oh, it was. It was yeah, the, yeah. The comeback. It <laughs> was zero zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the score reset yeah, yeah, by that time. Exactly. It was yeah. over. It was oh. over. So Honestly, I wasn't. I, I wasn't hating that play call. Uh, I don't know his first name. I think it's like Daniel <laughs> or something like that. It was Sorensen made just a really good play. Yeah, open, yeah. Really good open field tackle. Yeah, the and, the linebacker number forty nine. Yeah, 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 I mean like. I, I liked the play call. Hats <laughs> off to you, man, because you sealed that edge. Yeah. It was it was you and nobody. He's going yeah, yeah. probably like at least twenty twenty five if you don't get that right. tackle. And right. But like yeah. Game changing. Game changing. Oh for sure. And wasn't there also like a um <laughs> like after like the Chiefs get the ball back, they score and then the next kickoff. The next kickoff they, Yeah, there's they a fumble, fumble and then he literally like it's funny because when he get the fumble like comes out of the Houston Texans uh returner, like the Chiefs guy gets it immediately and is like, Am I done? And then he like realizes he can run still and then he starts to run. But like that play after play after play, that game was just like every every couple minutes, it was like the score had changed every every oh. time. It was crazy. And Travis Kelsey was crazy because he started off the game with the drop and then ended up with three touchdowns. Like that just to go like the game was it was just it was incredible. It was an incredible game. Uh, moving on, uh, the Saints three years a failure. I have written because love it because oh, do you not like the Saints? I don't know that. Uh no, I don't. They're all they're not good. I, I don't care what people say. I don't like No, them. I think the Saints are fantastic. I just I, think that they I think that they choke a lot. Well, the the Rams one was kind of unfortunate, but the one against like the Eagles a couple years ago, that was a choke. Or no, the both times the, the Vikings actually was like kind of a choke job. Yeah, I mean they I mean, I don't know, like the there's just like a miracle play I guess in Minneapolis, like it is what it is. You know, PJ Williams or whatever the other Williams it is. Um, Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. The Saints uh, defender who yeah. missed tackle. Yeah. Uh, they got two Williams in the secondary. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, missed tackle. Stephon Diggs just goes down. I mean, unfortunate, but it happens. The next year, I, I'm i going to go off a little tangent right here. You're up two touchdowns at home uh, with the number one seed. Toughest, toughest place to play in the playoffs. And you the let the Superdome, baby. You let them. You let the Rams come back in the game, all right? Mm-hmm. You have the ball inside, you know, inside deep in Rams territory. You could chew the clock. You decide to throw it instead of run the ball three times. Right. And you're whining because you don't get a call that in, in real time from the broadcast angle, it looks like, just from the broadcast angle, it looks like he gets there almost exactly at the same time as the ball. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you dude, arguing that there was no dude, pass I'm, interference? I am saying that watching it – Watching that game live, I have no problem them not know throwing that flag. I have no problem with that. And then you kick a field goal, you still can stop them on defense, but you let them march down the field with like not even with I don't know they maybe like one or two timeouts. They march down the field, kick a fifty yarder to tie it. That's not easy to do. Right. You you're Drew Brees at home. You guys are the best team at home in the playoffs. The scariest place to play. You gave up a fourteen point lead in the first half. Well, now you got a chance after you just choked away the game in regulation. You get the ball first with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. So great. So amazing. Throws an interception. No, listen. I, I Okay, so I agree with the whole statements about Drew Brees because I think Taysom Hill in this last game for them and the last you know playoff game they played, outpl- like it wasn't even the quarterback for the whole game, but somehow outplayed Drew Brees as their quarterback. 
Like, if they had Taysom Hill, like, as much as, like, I respect Drew Brees and like Drew Brees, I think, like, his time is kind of is done. I think, like, he's – it's unfortunate because, like, he sh- he's only won one ring, but, like, on paper and how many teams he's had should have won multiple – like, way more. Or at least gone to the Super Bowl more times than they should – you know, that they have. Um, so they've kind of always been kind of a choke job a little bit. It's unfortunate because, like, now that'll always, like, linger on Drew Brees' career. You'll always be able to say, like, why didn't he win this game? Did he win this game? So I agree with that. I don't agree with the, you know, in live time. Because that was, like, blatant. Is, 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 is an, uh, to me, I couldn't believe that. And they actually changed the whole rule on that. So that, it must have been that, that blatant. Is, that is ridiculous that you – that to me, that then that just validates, like, um, as a child, like, if you if you were just to learn from that, you can <laughs> kick and scream and stomp and cry and whine until you get what you want because that's what happened. They complained and cried and whined. Right, but then and they had to and vote. And but complained. they had to vote on okay, it but, later. Yeah, I know. And but then they, they got enough like, votes. But like, I feel like people were just so <laughs> sick of them hearing them cry all the time. Like, oh, the Minneapolis, we should have like blah blah blah. We we kind of just like got screwed on that. Like, oh, we should have been in the interesting. Yeah. And then and then you're like, and then like you have like. All of this momentum, you should have won that game. You should have won that game, and it, you lose it all on your own fault. It's everything that like the reason you every reason you lost that game was your fault, and you're fi- you're like just deflecting the blame onto other people. I, I I do not support that at all. That just drives me insane. Right. Accept responsibility, Sean Payton. You made bad decisions. Drew Brees. You threw an interception. Take care of the ball. Don't give up a 14-point lead at home in the playoffs, in the, right. in the NFC Championship game, and you don't have to worry about a relying on the refs to make one call for you with under two minutes to go in the game. That, it never should have got to that point because you had I mean, two touchdowns. I mean, it's, you know. And then this year, it's I, mean, I was so glad the Vikings beat them. I do not like the Saints. All right. I mean, I listen, That's I respect your opinion. All right, so uh, other than that, so then I said uh, last thing was the 49ers – rise uh from last year um i think that's pretty incredible i think kyle shanahan's a great head coach i think uh what he's been able to do in his short time there is really impressive he's uh he's got a lot of he's got i don't know his his schemes are amazing as an offensive coordinator his defense is fantastic um so this just it just all panned out uh do i think jimmy garoppolo is a good quarterback no uh, but you don't need a good quarterback when you have a great scheme, uh, a la Tom Brady. Well, that's too. Like, they they have a really good offensive line. They control the ground game. Yeah. A little tip for anybody who listens, if you want to win in Madden, learn how to run the ball really well. Right. By the way, the 49ers have the fastest running backs in the game. So if you pick the – Is that true? I it is. I played someone in Madden the other day with the 49ers, dropped like a 60-piece on them. Got them. Threw the ball uh, like seven times, and I had uh, – Two running backs averaging over 30 yards per carry. Right. All right. Well, fair enough. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, so now we're here to the Super Bowl finally. And uh, I, I wrote down red alert. All right. So, guys, listen, we're in trouble. Uh, if you if you have been listening to the podcast, I have mentioned this a couple times. Me and my friend Nick have this ongoing bet for the last two years. We made a bet ago because he was such a Jimmy Garoppolo supporter. He when when he like got traded finally to the San Francisco 49ers, he had stated that the 49ers will win a Super Bowl in the next two years. We are at the moment where if he is correct, this upcoming Sunday, I will have to pay him one hundred dollars. And I'm a man of my word. That is unfortunate. But we that's why we are big Chiefs fans, by the way, this upcoming Sunday. Um, because I like if 
Two years ago, if you were to tell me, like, if, if I were able to go back in time and be like, two years from now, you're going to be in a situation, I'd be like, there's no way. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't tear his ACL last year, you may have been paying up on that bet last year. No. They didn't They didn't have – their defensive front was not nearly I, as good. I you're right, but, like, I, they definitely wouldn't have had the number two pick in the draft if they if – No, no, absolutely, but they would – I don't – they definitely, like, who went – who was – oh, they you're going to say they were going to beat the Rams of last year when the Rams were that good last year? No way. I – they would have made the playoffs, and they would have been they would have been a tough out. They, yeah, no, yeah, but like what I'm saying is like the team that they have acquired due to you know because they had the second overall pick because they had so much ca- you know salary cap was all benefited that led to this season. But I did not, I did not foresee this. I did not foresee this because I did not believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I like I said, I still don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think if you watch that Packers game, he threw the ball, what five times in the first half. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really have to, though. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is, like, he literally is just chilling. He's just chilling, and and he's gonna get away with it. And it's gonna like, like, there's a a prop bet, uh, you know, uh, you can make on is like, will you know there be a quarterback who wins the MVP? And usually, quarterbacks win the MVP every year, like for the for the Super Bowl, right? But if if the 49ers do win that game, I'd be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo were the one to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I would think of a defensive guy, maybe, or maybe the running back, sure. But, like, to think that, like, Jimmy Garoppolo wins the game for the 49ers, no way. I don't see that popping up anywhere. I mean, it could happen, obviously. Anything can happen, but I'd be so surprised. But red alert, like I said, I this is do or die for me. This Because I, let me tell you something. I don't like losing money. One. Two. I don't have a lot of money to be losing. Three. I don't like Nick that much. We may be best friends, but Nick, I hate you. That's a fact. Okay, <laughs> and it's funny because his birthday was yesterday. So you you lived it up yesterday. You're 23 now, baby. You don't need these hundred dollars. I do. You graduated already. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Yeah, 23 comes with a salary, yeah. bro. Yeah. What the? You should be like, paying him hundred dollars. Uh, no, he's like a he's like a uh, he's a graduate student at Loyola, but so he's technically still a student, but he doesn't even he can go to classes. He like takes online things. Oh, please. So he, yeah, yeah. He graduated CMU. Right? He's, he's not even online, bro. He's paying an undergrad to do his stuff right, with, right. That, with that 23-year-old salary. Yeah, exactly. You're chilling. You don't need this $100. Please, stop. Okay. <laughs> so come on, Chiefs. Because I, I would, if, if I get that $100 from him, I right away I'm telling you what I'm going to do with it. That's going to pay for Valentine's. Because I don't want to pay for it. So might as well make Nick pay for it. So Nick... Kim's Kim needs you on this one, Nick. So you better cough it up, baby. All right. Um. And uh, so I have next. Uh. First and foremost, I know that it's the 49ers versus the Chiefs this Sunday. But if you are a true Central Michigan fan, then you know the true the true rivalry is Joe Staley versus Eric Fisher. It is the showdown. Yeah. Of right. the left tackle. <laughs> Which left tackle would you rather have on your team? Uh. Career-wise, uh, Joe Staley, uh, just because he's been around so long and he's been so consistent. Especially because Joe Staley was a first-rounder, but he wasn't the first overall pick. Eric Fisher, definitely, when he came into the league, was not ready for what he is. Like He's not. He's definitely a lot better now, but like there's been a lot of moments in his career where he has gotten beaten by a lot of players. Because I, I, like, I remember when he, a uh, couple years, where like, Alex Smith uh, on the Chiefs were, ugh. I remember in the playoffs a couple years ago where Eric Fisher got beat so bad on the last play of the game for where in which Alex Smith got sacked. Like Eric Fisher is middle tier. Like he's definitely like a B like rated, you know, 
like left tackle to me. So Joe Staley for sure. Um, just in terms of value and things like that. Um, but yeah, and you're looking something up. I don't. Yeah, know. I just wanted to like say like I agree that he's not like I'd pick Joe Staley over yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Fisher, but for sure. I just want to talk about the draft class that Eric Fisher was a part of. There was quite a few offensive linemen taken. Yeah, Lane early. Johnson. Uh, and Lane Johnson's been okay. Um, Lane Johnson. Like Luke, he's been an All Pro. Yeah, Super Bowl champion too. But um, like also served like a ten game PED suspension. I, know I mean, he, and you don't like cheaters, so that's fair. No, I agree. But like that, you know, he got he he served his time. Okay. Um, and uh, but I was gonna say like like number two overall pick Luke Jokel. Uh, he barely lasted a few years in the league. He really. Yeah, it was funny because you know going into that, uh, going into that draft, Luke Jokel was like it was because this year was like not the year of the quarterback. It was the year of the offensive lineman. Yeah. Really. And it was really funny to think that like um, it, a lot of people on their mock drafts had Luke Jokel first, first. Everyone's like first. And on I remember that draft because on like the last like two days, including the draft day, they had changed. Everyone's all like we we have. Evidence to believe Andy Reid is a big fan of Eric Fisher. So then they ended up taking Eric Fisher. So Eric Fisher definitely, you know, outperformed Luke Jokel. So, you know, congrats to you. But, um, yeah, I, but out of Joe Staley versus Eric Fisher, I'd rather have Joe Staley by far. Yeah, agreed. I mean, there was five offensive linemen picked in the first 19 picks of that draft. Yeah. and DJ Fluker was pretty good, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, you know, no all-pro. Like Eric Fisher has an all-pro, at least. Yeah. So little asterisk means. Uh, yeah, but I like if I had to choose Eric Fisher or Lane Johnson, I'd take Lane Johnson. Eric Fisher uh, okay. is... Uh, I'd, I'd likely agree to that, but I'm, I'm, I don't know, because I don't know, I don't know how I feel about Lane Johnson at a left tackle, because he plays right tackle for the Eagles. No, that's fair. But, like, you know... Because he was initially supposed to be that left tackle, but they moved him to the right side because right. they were like, he can't, he's just not, he can't do it. My boy Kyle Long drafted with the 20th pick that year. I knew, I knew it was, yeah, yeah, because I remember that combine. Yep. He was a, ah, oh man, I'm going to miss him. But, um, uh, well, I believe that is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, should I say that? I'll probably cut this. Um, <clears throat> Back to what I was saying, uh, with the predictions with the Super Bowl, like I need the Chiefs to win, so I'm not even gonna say anything about the 49ers. Uh, if you, who do you think will like? Who do you have? I'm rooting for the 49ers. I really? I want them to win. Yeah. Ah, that's tough. And it's nothing against you. Yeah, I, no, no, no. It's completely against you. No, no, it sucks. It's okay. No, I respect that. I mean, like a lot of people. It's, it's, it's. I hope at the end of the day, it's a good game because like last year was a terrible Super Bowl. And every year, like, I host the Super Bowl at my house or whatever, and um, it's always fun, but, like, if the game is lame, it makes it really hard. Because, like, I invite people, right, and I, like, get all the food and stuff, and it's all dope, but at the end of the day, like, if there's if there's nothing exciting happening, yeah, we as fans just kind of... And commercials, I will say, have been dying. You know what I mean? I feel like we haven't had, like, a solid commercial year, like, in, or a Super Bowl commercial, like, year in a while. Like, it's yeah. been several years since I remember being all, like, wow, those commercials were really good. And I know, like, everyone's all like, but everything's been thought up already. And I'm like, is that true? Or are we just getting lazy? I've got $7 million ideas for commercials. Wow. Hey, hit up. Chase Amley, baby. You know what it is. All right, so this has been the Kings of the North podcast. Uh, I don't really do the ending, but, yeah, that it, it's uh, it's been fun. We'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, hopefully we get the tweaks out. Um, but... Uh, once again, Chase. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, we will do this again next Friday. Right, right. Next Friday. Same time, same place. It'll be uploaded as soon as possible. Uh, bye. Bye.